Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and presson falsies. I wanted to start off by just saying this is hard. Okay? This is not an easy thing. Therapy is something that I am a big proponent of. In between therapy and that, we had some like crazy built up like fun sexual things going on. Mm-hmm. What was that all about? Hey everybody, welcome to Marriage of Martinis. I'm Adam. Here's Danielle. Hello. Alright, so we are we're gonna skip the chit chat, the banter, all that stuff, right? Yep. That was a thing for it's the last straight to the point. Straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Get right into it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you, you put something I just started like chit chat. That's not good. Didn't you put something last week about the episode? We were getting taking too long to get to it. Yeah. And that whole thing. Yeah. Right. Well, I listen, I think people need to keep in mind that if they think about their own conversations, arguments, fights, whatever you want to call it at home or with people you love, it can take a little bit to get to the meat of things, right? You don't just dive in unless you know, in the moment you're just enraged. But I think, yeah. I think people need to remember that what the, one of the beauties of our podcast is that it is so real and we are having these conversations in real time, but also that it happens so rarely and we so rarely hear other couples and people navigate these hard conversations that we're not used to having to wait and and seeing the progression of how we get to it. Right. So, you know, you have to get comfortable a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's an easier transition when we start this thing, you know, just to bullshit about something and then get to the point. Yeah. Kind of, you know, yeah. Especially since they are, you know, this is our, look, we love podcasting so much. This is also our life though, our real life. And, um, again, I think it's a, it's a beautiful, you know, like testament to honesty and authenticity that we do it in front of everybody. But also I think on the other end of that, people need to be understanding. And I think they are, you know, I just, I just knew that it was taking a little while. (laughs) (laughs) Procrastinating the the conversation, maybe a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Or just, yeah, it was, it was taking um, 20 minutes to get to the climax. I researched that and found out that to be the case. Uh (laughs) <laughs> How interesting. We're talking about conversations. Yes, conversations. Right. Anyway, to the point. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to, All right, so I I wrote out this whole thing and I was I was trying to have you not bother me for most of the morning so I can get my thoughts on paper here. I don't know, should I break this apart? Like I don't want to just sit here and read this thing to you. You know what no, I'm saying? No. Right. Like maybe just break it apart and discuss it a little bit bit by bit. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I can start by a few things from last week that I just wanted to sort of clarify and go over. The first one, um, I said that uh, women were able to get credit cards in 1984, which sounds insane and is insane. 
Um, it was not 1984, but I'm not that far off. It was 1974, um, which still is, to me, insanity that you couldn't walk into a bank without a husband or father or somebody mm-hmm. to get your own credit card. And, like, what a bad business move because women are responsible for, like, well, so much of the purchasing in our society. Didn't you say that when women started getting credit cards, divorce rates started going up? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Right, of course. <laughs> but what I'm saying is... You want women to have a credit card. I mean, we probably, you know, you, you, I don't want to be stereotypical, but like we do the grocery shopping usually, you know, this is all societal influence. But so once, yes, once women were able to get credit cards, shit changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> was that it? Oh, and I was going to do, you asked me, what do women do um, after after divorce right do they date men do they date women um and i had polled our i looked for uh for statistics and stuff online there was not much about you know what women do i I found some studies that i can read about but i i pulled our audience and um you know thousands of people responded and um so i said if you left your cur- women, if you left your current male partner, what would your dating and relationship preference be? Fifty-seven percent said they would stay single for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised. Thirty-two percent said they would date men only. Nine percent said they were be. And again, this is just our audience. You know, this isn't. Like, oh, okay. I mean, but we're a microcosm, right. kind of, of the. You know, we're all over the. We have people all over the world and you know uh 9% open to dating men and women and only 2% said women only but again most women said i will stay single for a long time and i think that that has a lot of bearing on the fact that you know you come out of a bad relationship or a relationship where you weren't getting your needs met and everything and part of you is probably exhausted and drained and you haven't really been able to do much self-exploration because you were so busy taking care of everybody that you want some time for that or a long time for that oh yeah it makes what would your answer be uh so hard (laughs) i mean i see my friends dating right now and it ain't pretty um, you know, online stuff is hard. Yeah. Um, that scares me. All of it scares me. I would look, I would definitely go out and have some experiences, but I don't know that they would, I wouldn't date. I don't think at first, um, I would, I would do things like that you can't do when you're in a monogamous relationship, right? Like I would go and get like a tantric massage. I would, you know, where they, like pleasure you and it's it's not considered sexual because that is not the uh the goal of the massage but everyone who i know all the women i know who have gotten them say it was the best orgasm of their life um and i would i would just experiment and go out there and have experiences Hopefully, without shame and guilt. Um, do I think I would date? No, not definitely not right why, away. Why would there not be? Sh- why would there be shame and guilt? Because for doing what? 
look, I don't personally have that, but society and being a mom and, you know, depending on what age you are, all of these layers, I think, affect your ability to just do these things without feeling burdensome about it. And Okay. I mean, if you care enough about you know societal views well, or... i think a lot of women do especially if you have kids and um you know and and i have people in my life who i can talk who i would be able to tell but i think a lot of women especially older women or women who are you know not my age don't have a lot of people in their life who they can talk to about this stuff and so it probably feels lonely and like you're hiding something and, and so that makes it feel shameful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I think it depends on how you were raised. Um, I think it depends on what your past experiences were. I mean, I really think that if you get out of a relationship where you were, your partner wasn't interested in finding out what pleasures you and that you weren't, he didn't prioritize your pleasure. I don't know that you're running to, you're probably sort of like, you know how like when you don't, when you don't have sex for a little while or you don't have good sex and you kind of stop thinking about it. It's not a priority anymore. Mm-hmm. When you have good sex and, you know, you know what it feels like, you want it more. Mm-hmm. Just like a lot of things. Right. And so I think a lot of women getting out of these relationships, first of all, are exhausted. Um, again, they haven't had time to do all the things that they want to do, pursue their passions, their hobbies, their uh, careers, um, and so that kind of gets put on the back burner. But also, I think that there's th- this whole layer of experiences that women could be having that they're not taking advantage of because I think it, it feels like you're desperate or something if you go get a tantric massage or you're desperate if you go and seek like a sex worker or, you know, all these scenarios where you could probably have a lot of pleasure, even masturbation, I think, for a lot of women is shameful and and they don't feel like they feel dirty doing it or like it's wrong. Listen, if Still? you grew up, yeah. 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 I mean, depending on when you grew up and what your what you were taught, what your your religious background is or um I think so. I think that it's it, it's not talked about at all, you know, with a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's probably less societal than it is self. Mm-mm. Really? Like cuz you were just saying the way you're you grew up. What religious background you have? Or yeah, religious would... background is societal. I mean, only if you went that to aspect of society. And correct me if I'm wrong. If you went to Catholic school, you probably learned that masturbation was wrong. Right, and then you get out of there and masturbate like crazy because it, I'm not saying been... you don't do it. I'm saying there's an element of shame. Yeah, and but that only makes... in that aspect of society, like only in the religious. No, I think I yeah? don't. I don't believe that. Huh? So anyway, I just overall think that. There's a lot of factors in why women want to stay single mm-hmm. for so long. Uh, but I also, it hurts my heart. And I know that sounds ridiculous and dramatic, but it does. It hurts my heart that like women don't feel like <clears throat> it's either they have to go back into a monogamous relationship or date. And then once they've been dating for a while, then maybe they can have a sexual experience. Um, but I I hate that that we're not, that this stuff is so stigmatized. I really do. Yeah, you know better than me. I would never have guessed in today's world that it's still a concern for, I guess, for a woman coming out of a marriage or relationship or whatever. 
to have those well they even say for boys you know for a long time we talked about it that you weren't vocal in the bedroom and you couldn't even moan for a long time am i allowed to say this (laughs) but you allowed but a lot of that has to do with they say in research that boy both boys and girls when they are masturbating when they're younger they have to be so quiet about it because they don't want anybody to hear and it's thought to be embarrassing or humiliating or so yeah, but i don't even think i had the notion to if i was home alone like i don't i didn't you didn't masturbate no i did i didn't like moan or make right. a noise or because you were but i'm sure it, you could like you your natural reaction probably would have been to do that. Maybe. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, don't I know. but I don't Maybe na- I just make more noise than people. I don't I don't now. What? I don't make a noise. I don't like if I if I'm if I'm masturbating but like I, I don't But I think a lot of that has to do with what? why uh, conditions. But, but I do it with you. Well, that's after like years of training. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Worked my way up to yeah. a moan. And doesn't it feel better? <laughs> I think it does. Okay. All right. Moving, moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I wanted to... St- all right. So I, I guess we're breaking this thing apart. I don't want to just sit here and read. But I wanted to start off... We're going back to coming off of last week's episode and um, where we've... It's only been a week and what we've done and where we've come since then. Um. I wanted to start off by just saying, this is hard, okay? This is not an easy thing. I think for, like, you might say to me, you know, why is being nice hard, you know? Or why is being sympathetic and compassionate and understanding, like, why is that hard? You know, and I don't think that that's really what this was about because I think in the past it kind of was without all the other underlying things that I was even considering. It was just, oh, I'm supposed to be nicer or I'm supposed to be more compassionate. Like, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's why it it's never worked for us or it's never like I didn't have the understanding of what that really meant. Um, at, at least so far from where I've come within seven days, <laughs> that's what I'm learning up to this point. And I just know, look, this is not, uh, that's not me. You know, it's not the way I ever was. It's not the ever the way I thought I was going to be. This is something that I'm learning at 46 years old after 6,000 fights between you and I and getting to a place that we were last week that has me thinking in this new direction for the first time. Um. But like, like I was saying in the past, like I thought I fixed it because I was nice. And then two days later, I'd be fixating on something negative. And then I wasn't able to be those things towards you because either I thought it was your fault or I was taking it out on you. And then we were back to square one after two days of you know fighting and thinking that I was right. That's, that's kind of where I wanted to start this. Okay. Is there any response to well, that? Well, I just half understand, but okay. But, but I think Should I keep you, going? Yeah, once you keep going, maybe I'll understand more. All right, let me keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, like I said, you know, this is not easy for me, and, and I'm not using that as an excuse. This, I don't think that that means that it, it's okay. I'm just, I'm saying it's take. I have to like dig deeper 
in, you know, within myself. I have to go somewhere that I've never been before. Right. So that's why it's hard. You know, do it. That's the work so far that I've been doing to really understand the underlying problems here. And, you know, there's been a little bit of, you know, from you, you know, what's your plan? What are you doing? How is this going to work? What are you going to do to make, you know, what are the steps? What are the, you know, and I'm like, okay, slow down. <laughs> you know, like I know it involves all of that. And I don't, I understand where you're coming from because like I said, in the past, it's always, I fix it. And then two days later, we're back to square. Like, so you need that like reassurance or assurance or whatever. But I just need kind of like, there's a lot going on here. This is a lot of hard work. You know, there's, there are steps. I get it. There is like, I need to take it all in and do some, you know, soul searching here and some deep thought about where this is all stemmed from and fix and work on those things. I hope that makes a little more sense. No. Do you want to respond? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you. No, no, no. Uh, Should I keep going? Well, <laughs> I, I would just say, I guess I went where I was at. A week, I know there's not much a week to respond and a half, to two weeks ago. Um, was I, I'm not, I don't want to wait anymore for any of this stuff. I like, know. like I, you know, even during therapy, you were sort of like, we, we need to talk about this and that. Well, and the get, other. I'm going to get to that. Okay. But I, I, I said to you five years ago, 10 years, ago, a year ago, whenever I would have been very open to talking about this stuff by now, I'm just so drained mm -hmm. that to start these conversations when I have been ready to have them and trying to have them for so long feels exhausting and I don't have the energy to teach you. Yeah, and I'm not asking to be taught. Okay. This, I'm not, like, my work is not, hey, Danielle, what can I do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just said to you, I'm on step one, okay? And okay. my step one is coming to understand where this is all coming from what's do you want to share where you think it's coming from? I, I, yeah i'm gonna get okay, there I, yeah i'm gonna stop okay i'm sorry <laughs> no okay. you're not oh no, not at all i've also looked at you know look i've done work in the past i've done a ton of awful things in the past that you know i'm completely ashamed of and i worked on those things and haven't done anything like that since. So in my mind, it was like, hey, look, look at all the work I've done. I'm a better person. I don't fuck up. You know what I mean? Like to those degrees, to those. Right, like tangible things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I don't I don't go out to dinner and then leave you for the night and go to a strip club. I don't, you know, like I don't leave for the weekend and go to Atlantic City. Like I don't like, mm -hmm. though, you know, those things, you know, fucking up in those kinds of ways. And, you know, a host of other things that. I look back at myself with completely shame and can't believe I did it. And how could I ever do something like that again? Right. So like I've, I've done that work and I've done work you know, when we started this podcast. I mean, it completely changed our communication. It completely changed those things too. those big tangible things of I'm home. I'm with you. We're together every weekend, like working on our communication and those kinds of things was, was work too, but it was fun because it was a podcast. Had it not been a podcast, it may not have been so fun. Mm -mm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. But I think this time, because, you know, this really was or is or could be or not be the last straw, you know, it's really made me do a lot of thinking and soul searching. I think for both of us, not just me, like 
I'm trying to put myself in your head, which is a That's scary called place. Empathy? <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Empathy. Is that what that word means? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've I never thought to myself, you know, hey, what does Danielle? What do you really want? What do you really need? What do I really want? What do I need? You know, do do we deserve each other? Do you know? Do you do I deserve you after all the shit that's happened and everything that's been put through and all the shit that you've put up with? And if I'm if I'm Danielle, am I Adam the right person for you? Like I've never thought that before, and I've had to think those things. You know, but, oh wait, sorry. And <laughs> <laughs> therapy 101. I learned that mm-hmm. we, um, I'm using these words. Listen to me carefully. We, I'm going to get there. Don't worry. Don't freak out and get back to me on this right away. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have a tendency not to take blame for our faults or we have an excuse to defend it or why some things are meaningless because they are not so important in the scheme of things or we have these things that we don't do, but look at all these things that we do. Does it sound familiar? Just acknowledge that you're hearing what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I just did, I have a tendency to make sure that you're aware, you, Danielle, of the reasons um, or the things that you do or don't do to either initiate these situations or where they stem from for me. And then you'll explain to me why and if... I was there from the beginning, maybe those situations wouldn't have occurred in the first place, right? So it's like this kind of back and forth where I'm trying to ultimately defend the reason behind things. And you're like, well, no, because if you were there, that wouldn't, I know this is confusing because I'm not using real life situations here. Am I not making sense to you? Yeah, what you're saying is that I've made certain decisions for our family you, you said, you said in the podcast before, I, I'm very good at solving problems using money. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Good example. Yeah. But. Okay. But so that's what you're referring to is that I've made decisions that you feel are too expensive. Well, or you've done things, right. That will frustrate me. And then you're like, but if you were there for the decision making process in the beginning and helping Maybe that wouldn't have been the outcome. Oh, well, fuck yeah. It's like, um, what's that game? Whack-a-mole? Yeah. Where I'm just like trying to get you, <laughs> like I'm just trying to like just get you to pop up and be present and you just keep like leaving. I know. I have this barrier where that I, I don't allow myself to feel the compassion and understanding of your feelings in these situations. I put up this big, huge barrier that I don't let to be broken down. And... I always feel that I have good reason and I'm in the right for being mad at you or be passive aggressive towards you is all justifiable in my mind because I don't let that barrier fall and try to feel your empathy towards you. Hmm. (laughs) How am I doing? I'm good. I mean, (laughs) I said, this is step one for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I'm putting my ego and my selfishness aside that I know I struggle with, but I'm working on doing that to use my word compassion <laughs> and have feelings and understanding. It's like a Sesame Street <laughs> The word of the day is empathy. That was my therapy word. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, and wait, but can I give a little background about therapy? Yeah, you're, you're part of this too. It's okay. Okay, so the therapy is something that I am a big proponent of. Our kids have all been in therapy um, since they were young. And, you know, we, look, when your parents have a fucking podcast like we do, you need some fucking therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we... we disposed of a college fund for a therapy fund and um and you have a tendency look (laughs) not therapy isn't for everyone right like people have different ways of working on themselves some people journal some people go to retreats or online workshops or um you know something that is going to help them to figure shit out you had nothing that you have ever done like that um and so when when we were going through all our stuff should i even tell um, people can go back and listen to the guilt episode if they want like some foundation there's plenty for of episodes of you can go back to. yeah 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 that was like whoa um and and I I asked you to go to therapy because I knew that you had all this stuff that you were doing was because you were not dealing with a whole lot of issues. And when your dad was sick and after he died and all this stuff. Um, and you basically went to therapy like four times and then were like, I did it. I did the therapy and we're done. And I, of course, was so frustrated and so upset and your therapist basically first of all in the first session was basically like you need to forgive yourself and mm. i was kind of like all right slow your roll dude like no let him he, he can fester in this a little great. bit yeah i know you think she was I loved great. Her. exactly so i was always very frustrated like i couldn't get you to do any work right and i've been in therapy for a really long time and i work on myself I think a lot in a lot of different ways and so as I was working on myself and trying to get better in the ways that you know look you used to say that I wasn't I didn't give you enough affection and stuff like that I really worked on that like big time right you used because I used to tell you you weren't affectionate enough and you used to say well you're not either and I realized that I was reacting to you so I started to try to be proactive in my affection and, and, you know, and I didn't get it reciprocated. So I, that was always very frustrating to me, like that I was doing all this work and you sort of just saw, the only part you saw of it was this is costing a lot of money and it does cost a lot of money, mm-hmm. but not doing a, ther- not doing therapy costs a lot in your life. Like it just costs a lot. And so I look, I know that I have done very expensive things to try to make things better for our family. I also think, and this is the problem with our society, um, and again, I will say we are a regular couple, right? We're not like a celebrity couple that has, you know, housekeepers and 
you know, nannies and like all of those show shofar for chauffeurs. Chauffeur. For Passover. You blow the shofar. Chauffeurs. Chauffeurs? Chauffeur. 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 And and so we have spent money to solve issues and it has put us in bad financial situations before, but at the same time, it's working. Um, the, the, you know, it's not like we spent all this money and then we're sort of like, oh shit, it didn't even work. It's working. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything we've done with the kids and, um, you know, the work I've done on myself. <laughs> um, but, mm-hmm. but so that was really frustrating to me. And they do say that from the time you ask someone to go to therapy, your partner, um, it takes usually six years the average is six years how long it takes for someone to go to therapy who is resistant to it at first so that's a big battle to get somebody to go to therapy and then usually go to they go to therapy and they're sort of like oh shit now I get it um so when we I said to you the other day when I had an appointment with my therapist I was sort of like can you join and you hesitantly said yes but I you said did say yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, take it away. There's nothing to take away. I just, it, it was a quick thing. I just, I wanted to say that <clears throat> we did a, you know, a joint therapy session. Yeah. And. Um, the second one we've done in a few weeks. Yeah. And in the beginning, you know, look, I had my kind of barrier up and I was just kind of made sure that everybody knew that I was listening and that I was there and responding and doing the things I was supposed to do. And. I think she saw that in me. She said something about that. Like she saw, I needed more. <laughs> what? Well, I said to her, what you don't understand is that there, that my Adam, who I'm with when I'm by myself, um, you know, when it's just the two of us, is a completely different person than the Adam you're seeing in therapy. That you are, you get this hard shell on you. You 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 get this empty expression um you're you seem cold and distant and and you, i feel like you seem like that sometimes when we're in a lot of public settings but when we're together just the two of us it's completely different so i what i was trying to say is if we're going to get anything out of this we need to acknowledge the fact that like this isn't that at, this isn't my Adam. Well, I, she saw it happening and she had us do a couple like activities together during the session, which I really gave you a helped. Job. <laughs> right no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but but it really ha- it got me engaged in what you were saying and what she was saying and what I was saying. Right. So I actually had to be an active participant. Like I had to be, you know, she was even like she called on you. She was like, you have to lower your shoulders. Okay, like relax, you know, like breathe, you know, close your eyes, you know, and it, and, you know, it weren't, she had us talking to each other, you know, face to face, eye to eye, you know, like all the things that she was doing um, really helped break down that barrier for me to just say, okay, I'm here to not listen, but to understand and feel what Danielle's feeling. And I was, I was, like halfway through, I was like, "Wow, this shit changed. Like, shit's real. I get it. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was, it was good. I yes, I know why you pay her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, I, do you have anything else about the therapy? No, I just am wondering if you're if you're 
And I want you to be truthful, right? Because like I said, everybody does work in different ways. I personally think therapy is invaluable. And I look, I think I think everyone should do it. But of course, I'm not going to make it. You can't make anybody do it. Um, but I am just wondering, honestly, if your feelings about therapy are at all changing and that if you're willing I'm, in a sense to try it in a like fresh way that you have. I am before. not against therapy at all. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, you oh. looked at it as a chore. I mean, okay. That's yeah. partially oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, I, no, every time we've been in couples therapy or you <coughs> were at therapy, it was I a think chore and you weren't honest. I, I, I'm into therapy. Like, I, I could be into therapy, right? I would like, I think I need to go sit on the couch face to face. Like, I don't like the Zoom stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to be, you know, I need to be in it. You know what I mean? When I'm, when I'm on a Zoom, I am so in so many different directions. I can't focus on what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, like partially when we were doing it, like I'm thinking about two other things at what, you know, a certain time, like that's just how my mind, like, you know, my mind's fucked up that way. Like I can't concentrate. No, it's not fucked up. You have ADHD. Right. Okay. It's whatever. Yeah. Up. Whatever it is. But I can't, like, I can't be 100% there if I'm on Zoom. I feel like if I'm on the couch, it would be much more, you know, I, beneficial. I, mm-hmm. I could be more engaged. Okay. So I think I might need to do that. Fantastic. I'll do whatever the fuck you need to. <laughs> I don't care. Go to naked therapy if you have to. Just oh, go to therapy. Is it that tantra therapy? Oh, naked therapy actually might be a good thing. Oh, I'm a patent that. <laughs> Do it. Um, Who's naked? The patient or the therapist? Uh, everybody. I don't care. Right. Let's let's get real. Let's get real and raw. <laughs> real and raw. <laughs> uh, I I could sense in this last therapy session, and and I talk about it because I know, and it's not always the guy. A lot of women are very resistant to therapy. Um. I talk about it because I know that there are so many partners out there who are desperate for their partner to seek therapy, right? Or to go with them and they won't do it. And I, I, and I'm not looking for you to give me an answer to appease me or to agree with me, but I did feel this last therapy session that you were a, a quarter of the way through when we said you needed to, you know, let your guard down mm-hmm. that you then all of a sudden felt differently about the whole experience. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. 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 But I'm saying, uh, yeah, I feel, I felt that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm um, so going forward, you know, but look, I'm sorry, three or four therapy sessions won't do it. I mean, oh, it is I, a I'm process. Not it, it, I'm not it's saying a commitment. I mean, look, that other, that other one that I went to was just, I was going to, talk about you know all the shit and she just told me to figure myself every time like that was what that was mm-hmm. like and then y- you were obviously not happy with that so oh, no we stopped like i and i just never didn't find somebody new right mm-hmm. yeah yeah um all right moving on i have a question for you because we had a very uh serious and emotional conversation just like two nights ago Prior to that, in between therapy and that, we had some like crazy built up like 
fun sexual things going on. Mm-hmm. What was that all about? <laughs> I wanted to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. I mean, it was like it was like dating. Like it was like midday or mm-hmm. the morning and night, like all the above and like it wasn't just sex, it was other sexual things going on. Mm-hmm. Like it was what what you confused me. I know. I know. Um, and then yes. like the next night, it was I like do think, look, tears all over the place. Sex complicates things, right? I remember when I was younger, you know, my my mentor when I was younger, who you know very, very well, she used to say to me when I was younger and I was very promiscuous, she used to say sex complicates things. And when I was younger, I was sort of like, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, now I realize that. Uh, but I think, again, like I said, I... I missed you, not just sexually, but like I feel the most connected to you during sex. People feel connection to each other in all different ways, right? Like for me, it's sex and podcasting <laughs> is, you know, and, and when we go out, well, a lot of time, a lot of times I feel connected <laughs> to you. See? And I very much really, look, some people avoid uh, sex when they're stressed. I very much gravitate to it. Um and I just like it. <laughs> yeah, but I was the one who started it, if you remember. I came upstairs to you and started this thing. And then the next morning you were like, hey, come upstairs. Yeah, because once I have it, I just want to keep <laughs> it. But um, yeah, I, I, I think that was my way of sort of being like, I need to connect with him. I need to be near him. Again, they said that people have all different ways of doing that, but that's my way. And Yeah, because we weren't communicating like in a friendly, loving, anything way. No, but I've than- always said that. Even back in the day, you're talking about, you know, when we were at our very, very worst in a different, worst in a different way, right? When we first started, I used to say to myself, and I don't feel like this towards you now, but when we were going through all the stuff, when you were, again, going to Atlantic City for the weekend and you weren't in touch with me and you would turn off your location services or my 40th birthday or whatever, which, again, was the guilt episode, um, I used to think to myself, I used to have sex with you and then and and then the next morning I would feel this intense uh, guilt and, um, you know, and remorse that I had done it. Because I was sort of like, I hate him. Why am I having sex with him? I didn't feel like that this time. It was last time was more hate. This is more ang- like sadness mm-hmm. and 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 uh, you know disappointment. Well, yeah. The when I said just the other night when we had this very emotional conversation, it was a sad conversation, not a fight, not a right hate each other, not you did this like it like this tangible thing. Like it wasn't. It was just an emotional. Yeah, because we have all this stuff from the past that I have no closure on, you know, and I have no closure on it because I think that you have put it far in the back of your mind or just let it slip out because you don't want to deal with it. You know, the and of course, again, there's there's stuff that happened that we don't we haven't shared and we won't share because it's just there's some stuff you just have to keep private. But um but I have felt like there's been no closure. And I think a lot of people probably feel that way, right? Like you want to move on. You don't want to be the person who's constantly bringing up the past. You don't want to uh, have that be your relationship where you're always sort of sitting in that 
in that um, bad place, but yet I had no closure because I think you, again, give yourself a pass to just, okay, it's over. I don't do it anymore. We're just going to forget it happened. And I do think that that has a lot to do with how you grew up. Like, I think that the communication that you grew up with was sort of just we're not going to talk about it, we're not going to deal with it, and we're just going to pretend it didn't happen and move on. Mm -hmm. And so that's how you deal with things. And for me, who is, all I do is think, right? Look, I think on a regular level, and then I have diagnosed OCD, where I think on an OCD level, right? So I have a record skipping in my head all the time. And what happens is when something sets that off, a trauma or a stress or something, I go back to that place. Number one, because I'm a very emotional person. Number two, because I have no closure. And number three, because I have OCD. <laughs> and that's just how my mind works. Um, so I was thinking to myself and feeling to myself like when I was laying there, we're dealing with this problem in the now but we haven't even really ever dealt with these problems from before. And I've only brought up leaving you twice in our entire marriage. Once was after my 40th birthday and once was now. And the 40th birthday, I said to you, you know, you, when you had been lying to me about you threw me this party and afterwards I was up in the hotel room waiting for you. You went to a strip club and, you know, I found on your phone that you had been at the strip club. I still don't know the details of it, but I said to you, if you do not come clean, this was after six months, if you do not come clean, I am going to hire a private investigator, and if I find that you've been lying to me, I'm going to leave you. And you came clean in four minutes. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, I don't bring up, I don't like using, like, I don't, I will never say I'm going to leave you if I'm not going to leave you. I I do not like that. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's, that is not ammo that should ever be used, in my opinion, unless you really mean it. Um, and because you could call my bluff at, every, at any second. You could be like, you're right. You should leave. Mm -hmm. And then if you've said that and you don't really want to leave, you're kind of fucked. So you have to be ready to, you know, face those consequences, like to walk the walk. So when I said it this time, um, I was sort of like still feeling all of the stuff from the past and so not only was I dealing with the frustrations of the now I was dealing with the frustrations of how are we even here and you're even treating me like this now when really I thought that it was going to be after the last thing I don't know what was that seven when was I what, what, what was that my my 40th birthday I'm 46 six years ago exactly to the day yesterday yesterday was uh the party Oh, really? Oh, happy anniversary. Um, <laughs> happy strip anniversary. Um, yeah, the strip club <laughs> incident. Um, which, again, doesn't people would call me or text me after or message me after and be like, I don't know, he went to a strip club, but the, it's the whole situation behind it. So it's not just that. Um, but so that was where I was at, right? I was sort of like, I cannot believe that he hasn't even spent the last six years trying to show me that he is a different person than he was. But I guess in your mind, you were. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I did a lot of things 
you know, to try to correct the situation, which left still all these underlying things that I was just talking about before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to pee really bad. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I can't no, concentrate. Don't be sorry. <laughs> okay. I'll be right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If the situation is not about you, I come home and I am passive-aggressive towards you or I am upset with you or for whatever the reason may be, right? But then you'll be all insistent upon it. This is how you fix it. Like, you'll be Danielle about it, right? Like in my face, this is what you have to do. And I'm like, blah, this is not my comfort zone. I don't like confrontation. I am don't like this, the whole thing, right? So I get mad. I get frustrated. I take it out on you. But now I realize after seven days of deep thinking that these outside things that are affecting me also affect you, not just because you're dealing with me, but they literally just affect you in that way too. And I'm the one who has to control it and be able to step up and do it to fix the situation for us because you don't have control over it. I do. So I'm the one who has to step Wait, up and do it. Wait, can you fucking say that again? Nope. Rewind. Hit that 30-second rewind button on your podcast player. Wait, I want to hear that again. <laughs> I will take my shirt off if you say that again. So what I said was... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> say that again, please. And can everyone please listen to this for your own relationship? I've done soul searching. Okay, but I, I want other partners to hear this because what you just said is going to make me cry. And, and this morning we had a meeting... <laughs> Where you had done some research, we've we've told people. Well, no, we're not there yet. We're getting there. My God, I have that too. it's gonna be yeah. like people are gonna have to camp out for this shit. Okay. Yeah. So, would well, you want to hear what I said already? That Please say poor, that again. Poor, poor people have to listen to again. What I no, said. No, it's, it's that is wow. That's yeah. a breakthrough. That's an aha moment. If I'm an Oprah, <laughs> I'm doing the oh. Oh, not mm-hmm. Mm, no, that no, the mm-hmm is like just like a a little bit of an agreement. That ah okay. is oh, it like you had a breakthrough. Okay, so my breakthrough was that I've come to realize I take out my outside frustrations that have nothing to do with you on you because you're all Danielle about it, like in my face and this is what you have to do and you have to do it tonight and not tomorrow. And you have to, here's the plan. What's the plan? Let's have a meeting about it. like on and on and on and on and on. And I get so incredibly frustrated and annoyed and uncomfortable. And, and I'm like, Oh shit, wait, but this does affect Danielle too. I got to step up and take care of it. Hallelujah. Right. Mm-hmm. I've learned some things. Listen, uh, that's the most attractive thing you've ever said <laughs> in your entire life. You have control over it, and you need to step to up and step do it. Step up and do it. Yep. Wow. Without your influence. Okay. <laughs> I like it, people. Yeah. You have to step up and take control. Like and there are parts of rela- relationships. Excuse me. That 
one person just has more control and effect over, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 you have to be the one who takes the initiative to set boundaries and protect your family. That's right. I want to do that shit. God damn. Yeah. You're See? Hot. You're so <laughs> fucking hot. Okay, go ahead. Oh, there's more? I don't know. Tell me, please. <laughs> no, I want to talk about your list, right? So you sent me a list, uh, not to do a tit for tat, and not like you have your list of things that are on your mind constantly and things that you need to take care of that I am not there for because I'm away for the day or just they're not in my mind or whatever. And you sent me this long list of things that I had to go, not had to, I wanted to go look through and see, oh, what is It was a to-do list. A current to-do list. Danielle's to-do list. Yeah. Yeah. And... I realized, I learned today that there's a lot of things on those lists that, yeah, I get it. I should probably be involved in some of these things. It's not like you have to um, clean out your closet or or you have to, you know. Figure out which ski boots to get. Yes, your ski boots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Things that are involved with our kids and our daily lives that. Mm Um, I know you're home all, you know, all day working. I get it. Um, and when I'm away from home and not at work, they're not in my thought, but there are certain things that I could be a quick phone call or a quick email. Take me three minutes. What happened when you told me that you had called, uh, the breast surgeon for Mia? What happened? Yeah. What did I do? You, I, it was a, text and you just texted no, just me today in our meeting what happened when you oh you started crying yes yeah <laughs> i was so happy i started crying yeah i i went to our insurance website found the most local mm-hmm. doctor turns out that doctor has been used by a friend of ours and mm-hmm. so must be the right person we'll see but mm-hmm. we have to start the consult but i started the i initiated the consultation or the you know i spoke to the yes. office and i yeah. have been dealing with mia's breast reduction surgery and she doesn't care if i say she's she's totally open we, we're you know we're we're a breasty family and so yes we are and so um i have been for a year now fighting with doctors and insurance you know figuring out insurance things and uh and you know it costs if you're not going to use insurance which unless you have all this evidence of you've been in th- physical therapy and you've gone to a chiropractor and all this stuff that you can't get insurance to pay for a breast reduction. And right. so a breast reduction can be upwards of $20,000. More. Yeah. It was more in my research. Correct. Yeah. So, and that's why we kind of like stopped looking. Well, you, well, no. well, I had settled on a doctor and then I was sort of like, I can't settle on a doctor for her breast surgery. I need to, I need it to be like a, a good doctor. Right. Well, yeah, we were looking or you were looking mm-hmm. and there we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and then I did the minimal contact for the yeah. health insurance mm-hmm. and found out, no, it's not covered because of all the reasons you just said. And I'm like, well, okay, well, we don't have 20 plus thousand dollars to be able to do this right now. Um, so after seeing your list and six months later, I was like, okay, let's, let's revisit this and do it the right way. And 
I started with the insurance company. I found out maybe it is possible. We'll find out, but at least we'll have the conversation and talk to the doctor together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I cried. So I, I was so happy that I cried. And that because was Because I have been feeling like I'm doing her such a disservice by not being able to figure it out, but also... You know, look, our kids, and I'm sure a lot of people out there, if you have kids, there are a lot of expenses and you have to, you know, sort of span them out over a period of time. And Mia has had a lot of issues. You know, she's on the spectrum and she has ADHD and she has a lot of stuff that we need to deal with imminently. And this is something that I would really, really have liked her to have, you know, gotten done before is the breast reduction surgery. But, you know, you have to span shit out so you can pay for it. And insurance is a fucking beast. And I I could not find someone to pay for her surgery because she hasn't done all the physical therapy and stuff. I need her to get the surgery so that we don't have to do all the physical therapy and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so none of it makes sense. But I desperately needed some help with it and I couldn't figure it out. And I go to bed at night, as many, many moms do, thinking I need to figure this out for my kid and I don't know how. There were many things on the list and we went over. We had our little coffee meeting this morning, which I initiated. Mm-hmm. And... I was so glad we did because we went through that list and started the process on a bunch of things. Didn't it feel good? It did feel good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there was another thing that I had to like find that information for. I sent out the email. I mm-hmm. had it back in five minutes. We had an answer. Doesn't look too good on that, but you know, we have other options maybe. I don't remember what that was, but okay. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. Um, just because there, there's not somebody local to us that I we see. can take advantage I see. of it. Okay. But, um, but, yeah, like that, seeing that list, it wasn't just a fight of, well, I do this and you do this and I do this, you know, you know like back and forth mm-hmm. of what we do that the other person doesn't realize this was a tangible thing that I could see. All right, these, that's not a big deal for me to like get in there and do some of this shit and help with some of this stuff. It's just really a quick thing or a conversation or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was step two. Yeah, that was super hot this morning. <laughs> Guys, go meet with your wives and help them take care of shit. And I promise you, it will benefit you <laughs> in a big way. Yeah. I got a lot of messages this week. You know, there are some... We get, I get messages after every episode, right? And some of them are like, you were so funny or you guys entertained me. Some of them are, wow, I've never heard this before. And and obviously when we do these very, you know, uh, vulnerable episodes, I get a mixed bag. I get, you know, we got some, episode, some episodes, some, some comments that were um, – you know, I don't believe it about the, I think men do have different emotions than women and all that stuff, which is fine. Uh, listen, fine. Uh, I got some messages saying Adam is ignoring the issue and which I kind of felt a little bit Wait, after what? the last episode. What happened? Our last episode, I'm saying that the, we got, a, I got a lot of messages all over the board, you know, a ton of thank yous which is amazing and thank you so much. And if I didn't get back to you, it doesn't mean that I don't care. I really do care. I just, it's a lot to get back to. Um, but I got, a, I got some messages about polyamory with people saying my husband 
My partner couldn't give me certain things. And I got quite a few messages of people saying, now we are polyamorous and it has been really good for us and it has saved our relationship, right? And and only between 5 and 7% of couples uh, are polyamorous, it, according to my research. 5 and 7? 5 to 7%. That's higher than I thought. Really? My guess would have been lower. Yeah. I mean, cu- like married well, okay, couples? Okay, so or... here's my thing with that statistic. I bet there are a lot of couples who aren't like... Like married or no? Yeah, yeah, married. Huh. No, that's high to me. So I think it's higher. I think there are a lot of couples, and I don't blame them because society is mean, um, that don't aren't forthright and open about their polyamory or their monogamish. Uh, lifestyle. What is that? Jewish monogamy? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) Happy Hanukkah, everyone, by the way, if you celebrate Hanukkah. So here's the thing. Okay, so people were like, you guys should try polyamory. And if you're not getting your needs met, you know, because then you, right, if you have all these different partners satisfying your needs, you're getting all your needs met, right? If I have you for whatever you give me, and then I have... Coffee in the yeah, morning, you it. do, you do. That's, that's all. I, no, that's super that's all I'm important. There for. Don't Coffee, minimize that. Cocktails. That's you know. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm all about it. But what they're saying is, we open up our relationship, and you know, I can't get this and this and this and this from my partner. They can't get this, this and this and this from me. And we've opened it up, and now we're like super satisfied, and everything's better. Our sex life is better. Our emotional life is better. All these things, and I am all for it. All fucking for it. You do whatever is going to make your life happy. Me? Not you. Oh. Everybody else. (laughs) Right. You be miserable. Right. Everybody else, do what you need. Uh, By all means, I don't give a shit if you, like, I don't care what your kink or your fetish or your turn on or your lifestyle, fucking do it. But just don't hurt anybody. No one's hurting anybody. Um. No, I'm serious. I just, I don't make sure. You, well, you, you can say, hurt someone you if they do. ask you to hurt them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've seen those videos and they scare me. And I just don't be careful. Out okay. there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the thing about opening up a relationship and, and, and I get it right. And, and there, it has crossed my mind at times and I'm sure it has crossed your mind at times. Polyamory? No, not polyamory, but like monogamish like being able to go out and use a hall pass right like to go out and be like it's complicated of course it's complicated and you have to have all kinds of layers and 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 boundaries in place and communication and all of the things that we're just working on for the fucking two of us Mm -hmm. so but i have very good friends who have done it and it's working for them Hmm. so they come to me and they say polyamory is the way to go and here's my thing wait i don't like it that's uh, not fair. Okay, can I just, can I, what, 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 what? What's not fair? <laughs> oh, wait, no, this is not about my needs this episode. I'm sorry. No, it is. I mean, it is too, but here's my thing with polyamory, and there's there's a few things. Um, because mm-hmm. the only thing I can think of is to go out there, you know, for sex or for satis- being satisfied sexually with another woman or whatever, but I get that from you. Thank God you said that. Wait, I can't say that, though, because if it works for somebody else, that's awesome. I'm saying me. 
Right. But what I'm saying is I don't want I don't want anybody else to think, oh, my partner went out there because they're not satisfied with me. It's about emotional connection also. Right. I don't want emotional connection. No shit. <laughs> so what am I getting <laughs> no out of shit. this is my point. But listen, for everybody, I feel like even though there are experiences out there that I want to have that I probably won't have unless you die or I kill you or something. Um, I also feel like I, I can't, it's not even about being with another woman for you that is hurtful to me in the sense that like, you're going to be with her and be with her physically or whatever. It's that in that space when we're, super intimate together and we do very very intimate things together right Uh like very intimate like those are my facial expressions that you make you know what i mean like those are mine like Mm -hmm. i feel like i own those in a sense which is sounds really stalkerish no but i like it but it's true i mean nobody you know everybody sees you out in the wild you know yeah and i'm hunting and or just selling balloons or whatever <laughs> shit you do. Um, but right. but those are my faces. And and again, I think it's different for us because we have so few other secrets because we share everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Those are my your your nuances and the way you move and everything like that are mine. I would be beyond devastated if someone else had access to that part of you you know yeah beyond the fact that there's part of me that will always question did you want someone who was smaller did you want someone who was more muscular you know like a lot of times i know that you've said like you like more muscular women or whatever and then if you went and you were i said that yeah more muscular women oh yeah you used to love muscular women like i was saying there's nothing else I would need to have a. I would fucking think so. If you needed to go with another woman, like I think to myself, like maybe he wants like smaller perk of your breasts, and maybe he wants like all these things <laughs> that I think maybe you'll want. But then I'm sort of like, I don't want. I, I I don't know. But but yeah, but wouldn't you? I mean, talking sexually only. I mean, you know. Is there anything else that would satisfy me? I wouldn't fucking think so. Right. Right. Okay. And I've shown you no reason to think otherwise. I did want to share one thing before we go that we've been doing that I think is really, really awesome. And I think that people who have kids at home and teenagers at home um, might want to do. And I was going to put this in a blog, but I didn't have enough time. Um, So we have obviously... a. Well, Mia's off at college, but she'll be home for a fucking month, even though I'm super excited about it. It still invades on our privacy and our ability to whatever. And I'm so happy to have her home. She's doing amazingly. And all of you out there who support her, thank you. Um, our fi- We have a 15-year-old who's up till fucking 2 in the morning every night. And we have a 12-year-old who sh- doesn't go to bed maybe as early as he should. So we have been and we've done it before too i think um the other night we put on a rom-com and we sort of like just sexually i don't want to say sexually it wasn't sexually we just sort of like explored each other explored 
What's I don't think you, you didn't find anything new. Maybe I did. <laughs> um, what's the word? I don't know. We we just look if the kids had walked in, we weren't naked. We weren't. Um, what's the word? Sexual. <laughs> right. Like we it had was, to keep it low key enough that it, if the kids walked was, in, there was just an hour and a half of just. Touching, touching, massaging. Like. But not going over the line because we couldn't go over the line in case our kids walked in. Mm. So our clothes were on. We were just snuggling. If they walked in, it looked like we were snuggling. We had the blankets over us. But mm-hmm. we were definitely like touching each other, but not enough. Yeah, sexually touching and massaging. and But, but not enough yeah, but that like. Like while watching a movie. Yeah, like not enough that you felt like you needed to finish. Like I think that people understand. Okay, okay. <laughs> but anyway, I I. I loved that game. Mm-hmm. And I think it that game? it's hard. I'll, I'll, I think it's a game. It was a game because yeah. it took like touching me for an hour and a half. <laughs> exactly. But it's true. Right. Like we had to do it in a way that wasn't going to make you like right. it, it was just good. Yeah. So I'm going to call it hide and seek. Okay. And people should try it. It was fun. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. I had fun. I That's what I was saying before. Like we were doing like we had this weird like hiatus of this um what do you even call well, it? Well we didn't have sex for like a week. Yeah. But like we were doing that kind of stuff. Like we had sex, of course. Um of say, course. Yeah, of course. Uh but we were doing that kind of stuff too. Like there was very it was, I don't know, it's very strange to me. Like it was in the middle of all this chaos and craziness okay. and who knows what. You because know. I needed to have that connection to you. Yeah. All right, guys. Done? Done. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. I hope uh I hope this one shows that it didn't go over my head. Yeah, I ho- I just want people to listen as partners, you know, and every conversation is different, every communication is different, but keep it going if you can. Like I wouldn't have said to you back, in, you know, a week and a half, two, three weeks ago, whatever it was, I wouldn't have said that we won't be having this conversation again if I didn't think you were capable of, of meeting my needs, right? If I didn't, really didn't think you were capable of meeting my needs, I would have said, I'm done because I was there. Yeah, I know. But I was there, but I didn't want to lose you. And I still don't want to lose you, but I also, my needs right now are by far priority number one. And, and, you know, so I just want partners to listen and, and learn how to navigate these conversations. We are a real couple. We are not like a, you know, Gottman couple who like has been trained. We just, this is how real couples need to do it. Just mm-hmm. step by step. That's it. Step All right. By step. <laughs> now, when Danielle Ooh, starts singing, baby. you know, it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Love you guys. <laughs>